0: hello and welcome to episode 82 of the mid-off cricket podcast mid-off because my midway through you'll probably want to switch off i'm your host ross let me introduce the team the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good welcome david oh he's not here a man who has said shane watson modeled his game one welcome michael
1: hello gents i've actually got a statement from david i can read out if you like
0: oh thank you that'd be good
1: it says and i quote you cunts can get (laughs) fucked I'm watching the test, getting hammered, and all of our listeners can go fuck themselves. End quote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Come out sweet. You sure you didn't write that, Mick? I, I,
1: I know it sounds very much like it is a plagiarism of something I would write, but it is not.
0: <laughs> Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our guru. Welcome, Alex.
2: All right, fellas. Uh, happy to be back on the Lyon train, too, i tell you what
0: it's yes, Fred. Good good choice. Today we're in the triangulated Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by our <laughs> tier one sponsors for 2018. Brits Diablo, Poor Men's Diablo, Gateway Drug to Fire Twilling, Wacker, Sunny Rise since 75, The Dot Matrix Printing Company, Tractor Paper Company, Snakeboard, Discating Kneecaps since 1991, Pyramid Bank, Channel 31, Bio, Video Easy, Get It First Time or Get It Free, and don't forget our merchandise on Redbubble. And check out the hats.
1: You're a fucking idiot. <laughs>
0: one of our listeners james wright has been pushing the product out there he's been wearing the hat that we sent to him mick and ah, getting that's a what i lot like to see. generating a Ooh. lot of conversation around sydney where he lives so oh, yeah really what yeah, sort yes. of conversation Rick? um why are you wearing that shit hat uh, <laughs> are you allowed to be close
1: to a cost? park wearing that hat
0: yeah yeah are you okay um, how much yeah. was the like, shipping yeah, yeah 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 how much did that cost yeah, yeah. where'd you get that from um um yeah. did <laughs> does your husband have one of those hats all those sort of things yeah. <laughs> and it's unfortunate Dave is not here because I was looking forward to getting a can cooler update <laughs> yes. No our <update. laughs> famous stubby holder. Hopefully we've moved out of the div- design phase now. <laughs> and we're on to production phase. I think, think we're in the last fifteen percent of the design phase. <laughs> oh right, okay. Yeah. Ooh, nice. We're approaching we're in amber zone. We're in the amber zone again on the Gantt chart. <laughs> we so probably won't make like the s- deadline. <laughs> yeah. Is
2: that sewing the base
0: onto it? The last part of the design phase? Oh yeah, I don't know. Do we I think want you have to have to a decide base what, what we colour we the base, base is? oh right yeah oh yeah true what
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: material yeah. 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 yeah yeah very important decisions yeah. very important decisions well without further ado let's uh, turn our attention to the India's tour of Australia test tour of Australia and we'll have a look at the first test match played in Adelaide last weekend that mm. uh, an interesting match uh, the first India batted first it was um, our man Steve Pujara had 123 Uh-oh.
2: Yep. don't you mean coley didn't he make like 300 red to dominate no uh, the, net, the runs in head. the nets don't count <laughs> oh, yeah. that's where i've been going wrong yeah. <laughs> <time. laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's a fair effort by steve at 123 out of yeah. 250 all out mm.
2: yeah mm. but it and, was the last wicket wasn't he right out
1: yes
0: no he wasn't what was that the same no, he was a, Second last. Uh. He was the second last wicket. He was run out though by uh, Pat Cummins. Yeah. Did you see that run out, Alex?
2: Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> I did. The only yeah? thing I saw of that entire innings,
0: actually. Oh, right. I saw it, and I couldn't believe it because no one told me that he'd bowled 20 overs already in the day and it was 40 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> That's what, I just, it just was like, oh yeah, run out, whatever. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But then after that, my Twitter timeline was filled with about 35 people saying exactly the same thing. Then I knew it was special. (laughs) And the only thing that was missing was um, our mate um, Dennis Does Pakistan getting on Twitter and saying... But that's my original idea, (laughs) that he'd bowled 20 overs in (laughs) 20 degrees. And when he toured
2: Pakistan, (laughs) people did that every day because it's hot over there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed they did, because that's kind of people there. Okay, Australia in reply, um, you know, fair, middling. Uh, Travis Head made 72, but we're all out 235. Tail gave a fair wag. Nathan Lyon, yeah. twenty-four, not out at the end, but yeah, yeah. disappointing nonetheless. You've got a feel for um, Finchy.
1: Sometimes you just get a really good one, like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> knocks two stumps out of the game. or yeah, or didn't, Sean didn't Marsh too much wrong, did he? I no. oh, yeah, it's in yeah. your
1: zone. You just yeah. you know you got to play shots. Yeah. You know, natural cricket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, play a
0: natural game, yeah. that's true. that's just...
2: his game, isn't it? Yeah. Really.
0: <laughs> Getting clean neck and crop, yeah. No,
2: sort of being oh. aggressive at the start and playing in oh, okay. cover drives. Yeah. Sort of gets his foot
0: straight down to the pitch and has a mm. crack at it. Woosman just come back strong after injury. Uh, 28 off 125 balls. <laughs> cow one, 100. One, one Cow and daddy. Oh, nearly a cow and daddy, but it was a... It was just a cow and ton. <laughs> it wasn't
1: in um while we before we bag him too much, which we rightly should. That was a fair pluck in the Indian innings to remove Coley.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I haven't. He's somehow a oh, decent yes. fielder now. Yeah, that yeah, was when he's seven kilos he lighter.
1: He just floats the ball. Kilos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: He has no knee strength now, but he doesn't need it because he's seven <laughs> kilos lighter. <laughs> Uh, so, um, from a bad position of 4 for 87, it did get a little bit better in that all-out 235. Um, Sean Marsh had an absolute howler with his, that chop on. Did you see how far oh, he dragged oh, it on from Ashwin? <laughs> oh, only Sean Marsh could do could that. missed uh, two sets of stumps. Instead, he dragged it on yeah. somehow. The Miracle, look of fear
2: dismissal. in his eyes when Ashwin <laughs> comes onto bowl is pathetic. Like he doesn't. There's no conviction with him, whatever. Like the, it'd have to be a long hop for him to be comfortable against a spinner. Yeah. Mm. Like oh so frustrating. Yeah. Well, like an actual spinner, not like a part timer. But yeah. Geez, it's frustrating watching him bat.
0: Well, in the second inning Steve did it again. He top scored seventy one. So he top scored in both Indian innings, which is something that's only been done a dozen times or something oh, okay. across oh, all really? Test matches. Yeah. So it's a fair effort by him our man nate lyon six for 122. Yep. and uh australia were looking like they'd have to chase quite a bit but uh they managed to clean up the tail quite quickly from um they were six for 303 to all out 307. so that I was uh, hard they
2: played an absolute a reverse sweep or something got out caught to start the roster
0: yeah he could have caught stark bold line yeah what about he was, um, in, yeah. he was 70. Mm.
2: Yeah. What about I mean, old mate? What,
1: uh, uh, back, dro- back. what about old mate? Drop me pants. He fucking swings like it's going out of fashion.
0: Oh, he really hit <laughs> his strides, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: sw- he swings more than a drunk bloke in fucking on on Street. Bloody
2: hell! Like he was just yeah. just throwing cut lunches left, right, and centre. <laughs> <He>, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he took Lyon downtown. I think what well, was about twenty off the over, and then went out next day yeah. over, slogging out his arse. It's just like, oh, cool.
0: Yeah, well, no, that's the, well, you know, that's the way to play. Um, <laughs> interesting uh, bowler in Australia's innings was Mitchell Stark. Seemed to lose his yep. run up there a bit, Mick.
1: Oh, lost his fucking ability is what he lost. He bowled, <laughs> he He did. He got all in his own head, which he does from time to time about the footmarks and like landing. And I get it. At you know. At, you know six foot whatever and a 100 and something kegs and you're bowling 140ks and the pressure through your front ankle if the if the ground's you know not steady it can be worrying and, and injury yeah. causing as well so i get where he's coming from but it's like watch you know when you get those bikes in park cricket who bowl shit and then turn around and go ah oh, these run ups are fucked.
2: that's what it's it, just what it looks
1: that's what it looks yeah, it like it must be at least
2: yeah. 25ks an hour because he's like
1: he's running in and his left arm and he's like He's dragging it fully across his body to bowl five wides or four byes, whatever. Down leg side to the point that it looked like he bowled an off cutter that hit and then spun to fine leg. And Tim Payne's just like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, what am I doing here?" And like, and we lose, we lose this by thirty-something runs. He coughs up like 15 byes. Ishan Sharma doesn't get called for like 17 no balls.
2: Yeah, i princi- principle. 22 no-balls. On principle, we, we won fucking that. won. Yeah, keep going. one uh, yeah. nil. coming that's, into yeah. the second test. It's
0: yeah, a very <laughs> interesting point you raise, Mick. We'll talk about it now. 22 yeah. no-balls I read today. I don't know if that's the right number, but I read that it was 22 no-balls you sent Sharma bold that weren't called.
1: Well, I've heard 17. So it's okay. somewhere yeah, in we'll that ballpark. But it's in that ballpark.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's 17 runs plus 17 extra deliveries to make extra yeah. runs off. Yeah. Yeah. Which could the subsequent rebowl ball could have been another no ball. Yeah.
1: <laughs> very very highly likely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ross, it could
3: be
1: infinite balls infinite that have been
0: called. <laughs> yeah. Infinite number of deliveries still Australia could still be batting. The game could be, we could, still
2: could, still be could have gone infinite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also Ross though, yeah. most people don't talk about having any no balls the opposition bowled if you win. Yeah, well that's true. True.
0: Oh well, that's a yeah. very good point. And so, if
2: you make over fucking three hundred at any point in the But the
1: fact that it, he's so, a test yeah. cricketer and this is something that's like him he, he lost a wicket in that test and it's been he's done yes. it multiple times he's lost wickets yes. due to this. And even today yeah. one of the wickets he got, when he lands, he is like yeah. a centimetre yeah, I mean, if he's lucky behind the line. And you yeah. just like it's, mm. I get that you know, they push the line as hard as they can to get as mm. much to you know, for all the bullshit reasons, the fast bowlers do down. that. But the reality of it is, is you're going to tell me if you pull your run up back two inches and land with your foot straddling the line, then you're not going to be good enough to play Test cricket. Like it,
2: it seems a bit much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I've right.
2: always thought that too. Mick. Like, what's yeah. one millimeter? Yeah. What's it going to get you?
0: What's eight millimeters? Oh. Yeah, mm. um, one
2: one wicket in your entire career, I reckon, it's probably worth.
0: Yeah. Did you know that um, Ishant Sharma? He's actually BD Ishant big dumb ishan because ishunt. he's doing a <laughs> because he's doing a big dumb, dumb Paddo. Paddo. Big dumb Paddo's yeah. thing is to take um, wickets off no balls, overstepping. It, yeah.
2: Back did does he jump off the tools when he heads back to India yeah. got pa- his time off?
0: Did yeah, you? yeah, back when big dumb Paddo played test cricket. That was his uh, modus operandi. Wickets off no it balls. It was actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, back against he get the West in Indies. Match or yeah, yeah I reckon at he at did. the MCG, yeah. Boxing Day against yeah. the Windies. Yeah. We
1: were at that game.
0: And they were Oh,
2: we go. We went to the, yeah, in uh, AFL remember. members
0: section yep. too as I recall mm. oh, oh. just yeah,
2: living so, the big life
0: <laughs> that's an interesting one Ishant Sharma lots of no ball issues anyway Australia were chasing 323 for victory in the fourth innings and they didn't get off to a great start but Sean Marsh was looking strong he made 60 until he was yep. dismissed by a good one from our mate Bumrah <laughs> which I <laughs> notice on the TV coverage they keep calling him Bumrah yeah. 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 It's not as fun. I reckon it's and it's and
2: it's pumped. Right. Pumped, not punt, pant. Pants, yeah, but then sure. you can't say drop me pants. yeah
0: punt. punt can't punt,
2: really <laughs> shitty <is dry>. stride. <laughs> uh,
0: so it, the lower order it wagged. Forty one to Tim Payne, twenty eight to Pat Cummins. You got a cow and ton as well, hundred and twenty one balls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Star, twenty eight or forty four. Nathan Lyon, not out 38 or 47 balls. And Josh Hazelwood even chipped in with 13 before he was last man out. And Australia fell just the 30-odd run short. Yep. 291 all out. Yep. That, that, uh, uh, that,
1: that Hazelwood catch was touch and go.
0: Oh, yes. Yep. yeah. It did look dodgy from different angles, didn't it? Yeah. The behind yeah.
1: angle looks like he pushes it in the ground and picks it up, which he clearly wouldn't have. His fingers would have been under it, but it's not a good angle.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So again, uh, you don't look at that if you win. Yeah. No, that's right. well,
1: I would, just to rub it in, go see, you tried <laughs> to cheat and we still won.
0: <laughs> so the top give you motivation um, for the second test. Sorry, Ron. No, that's all right. The, the bottom four gave as much as the top four. There you go. Mm. Cool. So that's interesting. Well, didn't like
1: yeah. that Lion <laughs> make boys. more runs than Coley or something in this test?
0: Yeah, Coley made three and thirty four and Lyon made thirty eight and twenty four.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that uh, Ravi Ashwin's out with a side strain after he bowled 53 overs in that innings. (laughs) 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 Who would have thought that? Never mind. Yeah,
2: That's straight too. actually, I think, Ross. Straight? I think he bowled... Oh, yes, he did. He bowled whole sessions on the
0: last day. He did. Yep. it's just um, spin, he He just
1: warped three steps. Toughen up, princess. Yeah, that's it. Oh,
0: exactly.
2: It's just a skip of the jump. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Like Bomra, he only does a skip and a jump and yeah. then four steps and he's in and bowls no, 140. No, he does his weird, his he does weird four straight steps leg power st- walk. Yeah, straight him. leg power walk, yes. <laughs> and sort of a little tippy-toe straight leg power walk thing for about six steps and then four strides and bowls, yeah. Yeah, but then he um,
2: punches two clouds in the sky and then bowls. <laughs>
1: He's the the he bummer is the most successful graduate of the Scott Coit Bowling Academy,
0: isn't he? He is the weirdest looking bowler. He bowls 140 k's an hour. He's got the straightest, and his arms like his arm seems to flex like you've never seen. Like it's not made out of. Yeah, no, yeah. Like they're not made out of yeah. the same bones that you and I are made out of. <laughs> um, and then he wangs down these in-swingers and off-cutters and all the rest of it, and they can't seem are to play. Are you saying he,
2: he just he, runs up and gives it a wang process, no, I reckon like he saying. does. Just like yep. Tomo. Yeah. Just run yeah, up no, and but it he doesn't
0: way. even run up, this bloke. He does his <laughs> <laughs> six power strides of, you know, power-walking quick steps, <laughs> six, uh, six jog-on-the-spot six things. Yeah. Yeah, and then then does four actual running steps, of which two are his delivery stride. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean. And he's follow through yeah. Is one. Yeah. A, yeah, he's one step follow through, and then double fist pumps the sky, and then straight arms at at one hundred and forty four k's an hour. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
1: It's like his oh, forearms one of those wanger things they use in the nets.
0: <laughs> <That> the <laughs> yeah, coach to
3: the, dom- <laughs> <throwing laughs> the
2: balls there. <down>.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The, um, i was
2: talking to one yeah. of our uh, english correspondents denzel and i reckon like i saw a slow bow of his wrist when he lets go mm. of the ball and mm. jesus everything He's is quacks. behind it at the point of release like yeah. his entire body no wonder he bowls it that quick his technique actually where his wrist is is really good the rest uh. of it's a shitshow <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's interesting so he does that perfectly correctly Yet everything else yeah. is no, from no textbook whatsoever. As Don't, we said, he's bowling 144 k's an hour doing that. Imagine if he yeah. could run up and then bowl with a normal action. <laughs> but can you like imagine, if, arm.
1: Can you imagine yeah. if something happens to him in the field and he chris Lins his shoulder? He'll never play cricket again. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, all shoulder. So if anything, like he should be like Chris Lynn, like not allowed to dive, has to throw it opposite hand, just do everything <laughs> yeah, in the, yeah. in the world to protect that shoulder. Because the minute that shoulder goes, he's cooked. he will yeah. bowl like eighty ks after that. Yeah, he
2: yeah. yeah. was still about bad
0: himself. Yeah, will <laughs> have to off <laughs> So man of the match was Steve Pujara, and the match referee, oh, yeah. of course, was Ranjan Matagale. So, uh
3: huh. Okay, yeah. yeah.
0: One of the you all-time greats. Yeah. Was he on of the a supporters tour? Is that why
2: he was there? Sort <laughs> of supporters tour?
1: Yeah, I think no, he was riding he was um, four wheelers through the desert gim.
2: <laughs>
0: wasn't doing dirt bikes on the sand dunes, was
2: it? The sand dunes of New Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. So that was the first test and um, I think this test answered one of the um, one of those questions. Master questions from the Gilded Bubble review that they did. The Ethics Centre review, which was about, can Australia lose nobly and still be a success? And, you know, those Uh, yes-if statements. Yes-if. Yes-if it's not futile. Yes-if it's noble with, you know, all that shit. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think this test match, we were successful, but we didn't win and it's because we, yes. we played with good grace and all the rest of it. All that yeah, and we fought till the to.
1: end, which is all you can ask
0: for. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: Right. previous teams would have had Brad Hatter dancing down the wicket trying to mm. belt a six when we're six mm. for 40. Yeah. You yes.
0: Know? Yeah. yeah. There wasn't play your natural game. Like, some of them didn't do particularly well in that second innings, which was yeah. frustrating, some of the batsmen. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yes, you, you couldn't sort of take a shot in the second innings and hang him out to dry about it no not uh, really exactly yeah, yeah no. and there, you know there were some better shots and some not so good shots but um, yeah, the yeah but first no one's, it wasn't like anyone threw it away yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah exactly yeah and to be fair to some of those players I know they are batsmen but um, those bottom four are some of our more experienced test cricketers right at the moment uh, Stark, yeah, was, Lyon and Hazelwood yeah
2: yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And, and also, is true. the ball isn't new, and the bowlers aren't mm. fresh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It does yeah. make a huge difference.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, that
2: being said, you probably would like you know, fifty to seventy more
0: runs out of your top four than what yeah, they provided that's true. Yeah, innings, yeah. Yep. So yep. yeah. Anyway, so the caravan of cricket rolled on then today to Optus Stadium in Perth, and a huge crowd was there, Mick. I believe.
1: Yeah, just a <laughs> tick under. Uh, just a tick under capacity. I think the capacity there is about sixty <laughs> to 70,000. And they pulled in a respectable 20,000, I think.
3: Yeah. And unlike
1: Adelaide Oval, there's no out-the-back. So they just weren't in the stands at all. They were at home
3: yeah.
2: or, at, or at work. <laughs> Or at the beach. <laughs> well, well, you know you know where they were? at. They were at home, I think, Mick, because yeah. every home has spent $1,500 <laughs> to build yes. that stadium. Yes. So, you know, when, when you have to spend that to build a stadium, you won't stay at home and watch the test.
1: But I yeah. did hear there was a report that due to the worrying that there would be such low attendance, Cricket Australia or whoever's in charge of the stadium or whatever made the executive decision to not open the top tier because it would cost too much money mm, yeah. to staff, and there wouldn't be enough people to bother filling it. And that caused I I wouldn't say an uproar, but caused a murmur through the WA community, because that's the only part of the stadium for the whole day that's under that's in basically in shade, where you can sit and watch the cricket. So a lot of people got their nose out of joint, because if they wanted to go to this flash stadium that should host every sporting event that Australia ever fucking holds, um, they'd have to sit out in the sun. And, you know, that's not fun when it's warm. So, you know, us hard, you know, leather-bound West Australians just can't deal with that shit. So, um, just another reason that the MCG will retain all of the events that the MCG currently hosts. Fucking perfect.
2: I did give shit to our uh, WA correspondent Scott Chisholm, a listener, mm-hmm. um, about that, he said apparently you guys aren't allowed to sit in the shade, and he replied with, it's not that bad, and if you can access a map and know which way east, west and east are, you can sit in the side of the ground that gets the shade most of the day. Oh, so, don't know, let the Western facts get in the way of a good story, Alex. And, uh,
0: I was yeah. going to say, it sounds like you're bringing common sense into this argument. So there's no place yeah, for it. Yeah. Okay?
2: But i read that article,
0: which was all oh outrage. Yeah, it was just have a good day us.
2: and blah, blah,
0: blah. Yeah, talk yeah. about outrage and bluster. How about the curator at the oh, stadium? Oh, 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 oh.
2: <laughs> just real calm. Didn't tell yeah. him where he'd go fuck himself they're walking
0: on the square. <laughs> nah, nah. What's he called? The sipster or something? Or yeah, something, or something like that. Uh, ship off, sip off. We don't want to hear from you. No one should ask these yeah. people questions and they shouldn't provide no. any comments. Mate, I'm not talks, interested he, in what they have to say.
1: He talks such I, a big game that the fact oh, that yeah. we the fact <laughs> we got out of this first day without patches of blood on the pitch, he is a liar. <laughs> he is a goddamn stinking liar. No two ways about it.
0: <laughs> uh, they, I just... I, first of all, I dislike speculation about the pitch. doesn't interest me. Yeah, yeah, I particularly yeah. dislike them sp- when they speak to the curators because, frankly, I've decided after listening to a lot of them, they're A-grade fuckwits. So yep. I'm not interested in what they've got to say. And then, how about, rather than speculating about what the pitch does, once they start playing, you analyse what the pitch is doing. Mm. That'll give you something to talk yeah. about. Rather than Tim Lane telling stories about maybe a bloke one day when he was putting the covers out, the wind whipped up and knocked him <laughs> over. And maybe someone, I believe, perhaps told me that he got knocked out. I can't remember. Yeah. So rather than bullshit stories like that, Tim Lane, that you're not even sure whether they're true or not, you could um, talk about something else. Yeah.
2: But the biggest problem... Uh, quite old. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So it, it was a
0: story from last year.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Mm. So the other problem with this asking the curator nonsense is the curator's never going to sit there and go... Oh, mate, we had the worst fucking week. I'll be surprised if this prick even fucking bounces. It's that fucking bad. But no. Like, no one's going to say that. So why talk no, to him? Yeah. He's trying to keep his no. job, so he's not going to sit there and tell you how bad a job he did. And the reality is he sits there like this SIFOS guy telling us that he's made it green and mean and he wants to get back to the days of the old whack a <laughs> After watching today, you know why the prick's green? Because he had to leave it green to hold it together because it's fucked. In three days, in three days, in three days, it's gonna have more cracks through it. It's gonna have more cracks than a plumber's convention. It's gonna be dry and splitting apart and falling to pieces. That's the reason it's green now, because the gr- that's the only thing holding the fucking thing together.
0: <laughs> and you're right, Mick, because it was 38 degrees today, so it's just gonna deteriorate more quickly than ever. On to the cricket. Australia won the toss and elected to bat. They took an unchanged 11 into the match. Marcus Harris made 70, and Aaron Finch made 50, and they put on 112 for yeah. the first wicket. Then things went a little bit downhill. Kawaji out for 5, Pete Hanscom out for 7, Smarsh and Head made 45 and 58, respectively. And uh, Tim Payne and uh, Pat Cummins are not out overnight and were 6 for 277 off 90 overs.
2: Yeah. yeah, Smash and Head went out at dumb times playing yeah. reasonably dumb shots. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, reason. Well, Smash is better than Head. Head p- smashed in a wild one. I got call it third man, mm. deep third man. It's is like, oh, it, like just. I think it was just before the um, new ball.
1: Yeah, it would have been in like, and maybe an over or two yeah. before it.
2: Yeah. yeah, and Smash cutting. To a ball that he shouldn't cut, yeah. really. And he was the third off boy a, to do that. Oh, a shit spinner. Yeah. So, it was a bit disappointing for those two batsmen. Yeah. But everyone else, I mean, Hans can probably hold his last legs if he doesn't yeah. do much in the second. That was league, a fair think,
1: pluck but... to get him out.
2: Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a bad More shot, but it was
1: a very good very good catch as well.
2: Yeah, but I think, I do he hasn't done much.
1: Oh, like no, look, I don't disagree with that. Like, side, he'll, he'll need a 50 yeah. in the second innings to play Boxing Day, I think.
2: Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. Virat right, I hope he s- gets it because I- oh, sorry, go but no, it was a bit of a screamer, wasn't
1: it? Virat Kohli's cat Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, yeah, it yeah, was amazing. Yeah, they were talking like before that. A B and the commentators were talking that he wasn't wide enough where he was fielding mm-hmm. that he probably needs to be a step around, and he took this absolute pearl. And they go, well, if he can do that, he can stand <laughs> where he wants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, like Uzi, um, Hanscom and Smash were all out cutting to balls that were probably maybe fourth stump or just over off stump, like far too close yeah. to be cutting to. And like you said, headshot was fucking horrible. Finchy um, just... He I got a good one.
0: Nice yeah, he, he one, got... Man.
1: Like, he's, he's always going to be susceptible to an LBW and that's what he got. Harris um, batted really, really well and just showed that all our barking or specifically my barking on the podcast that he should be given a chance well this is the thing oh oh,
2: you're claiming
1: it no no but this is the whole thing where people no this is the thing like people sit there and I am claiming it people sit there and say like (laughs) being a selector is not about looking at numbers and it's not about this it's about a gut feeling it's about being able to look at a bloke and go I think he's got it yeah you know what that might work when you've got a supreme talent like Shane Warne but the reality is most of the time you look at the numbers and you go okay Marcus Harris for the last four years has the best numbers in Shield cricket let's fucking pick him and yeah. we pick him and yeah. he does well
2: he looked and very then, and um, you have a look at him too yeah.
0: calm out there like, too yeah I watched a lot of him batting looked very calm composed yeah. he did
1: not look out of his depth at all no a lot. Yeah. so yeah, that was good yeah
2: and he I heard an interview or I heard I read an interview with him but he was saying yeah I didn't feel out of depth it was mm. just that the bowling's you know that next step next step up yeah and you get, you know, far less shit balls than you, you know, you get worked over a bit more. Yeah. It was interesting hearing him talk about how the Indian blokes worked him over in the first test and put yeah. him out. I think cutting? And putting the point out and taking away that boundary? Yeah, because he's, he's,
1: he's a big, yeah. um, backward a point of, you know, um, yeah, slashing yeah. driver. Like, he threw that area. That's where... He lo- loves getting out on one knee and smashing it through there. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: backward or square drive yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, it was interesting... Hearing him talk about that, got it. So we have to work on in the next test.
1: But he's got a couple of really good mentors in Langer, who he grew up with, and there's a lot of Langer in him when you watch him bat. And he also spent yeah. a good chunk of time with Chris Rogers of Victoria, so he's got a couple of pretty good yeah. um mentors there that have worked with him over the journey Long as well. Well-formed
2: game mentors. Also, yeah. Langer hates him too, so it's good yeah. to have a mentor that hates him Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not, you're not doing it right up.
1: if a, you're not doing it right if eventually your mentor doesn't hate you. That's what happened to Bruno <laughs> San Martino and Larry Zabisco Eventually, like it's just
2: what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't know either of those people, but I'll take it with anyone it. who knows <laughs> wrestling.
1: That's a good old '80s wrestling reference.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Okay.
0: I saw. Um, well, that'll bring uh, the fans yeah, in. Yeah, hey, know. mate,
1: you've got to cross-reference this podcast somehow. <laughs> it's
0: a cricket podcast, Mick. Jesus Christ, um, I did see. Uh, Harris batting for a while today, and actually, when he was batting, he looked a bit like Dave Warner. I thought maybe the same height. Yeah, there's no, there is field. a
1: bit of Warner yeah. about him. Like mm. the way he drives has got a bit of Warner, where he mm. gets a little bit bottom hand and shows the toe of his bat a lot. There is a bit of Warner about him as well. well. Yep.
0: All right, mm. very good. So we look to see how that uh, game progresses. I think uh, oh. next summer every Test match will be held at Optus Stadium in Perth. Oh hundred percent. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all on way, fixed date. We dates. should
2: talk. About- Yes. We should talk about the Indian Fast Bowlers. Yes. Especially in the last session. I yes. watched a bit of it because I paid for the uh, KO uh, mm-hmm. online streaming of all sports that Foxtel has. Oh, Yippee-Ko, uh, motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I find it much better than actually buying Foxtel. So, <laughs> ah, such shit, Nick. <laughs> 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 but um, I actually got to watch a bit of the test today. So, um, yeah, I just watched... Yadav bowl and also Yeah. Yep. and geez, they were getting the ball to talk off a of full length, mm. uh-huh. especially Boomrah bowling, like angling it into the right hander and decking away. And, oh, I think Payne looked to flick one through mid wicket and got beaten outside the off stump. Yeah, that, yeah. and
1: then that went for four because it beat everyone, didn't it? Is that the one you're talking about?
2: Uh no, I don't think that one. Oh, went. There there was, a peach, then, there
1: was a There was a peach that beat everyone and went for four buys. And even like Coley's looking at Pant like fucking hell. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah.
2: It's an amazing bowl. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah. No. They. Not but even good. like even in Adelaide, the um the Indian quicks. Like everyone went on about Ashwin because because he picked up our left-handers and all that. But the Indian hmm. quicks were the ones who got the bulk of the wickets. Like. Between, I know it's, oh, yeah. I know it's, I know it's three versus one, but the three quicks got seven wickets and Ashram got three. So, like you know, this this whole idea in Perth of this being back to the old school whacker isn't gonna like it wasn't as big a detriment to the um, Indians as it would have been in the past, for example.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. I agree with that
0: wholeheartedly. Yes, yeah, fair enough. Well, if that's uh, all we've got from the test matches. <clears throat> We'll head over now yeah, so, to Shield Wrap. Mick.
1: Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, so we've got uh, this episode's uh, Have Bat, but like a hermit, I'm staying home. Um, so we kick off with the Round 27 uh, Sheffield Shield. So uh, first up, we head down we head down south to Boot Arena, where Tazzy was hosting South Australia. The Redbacks won the toss and elected to have a bowl. Tazzy got off to a slow start, losing the long-neck Jordan Silk, and Alex Doolin early to slump to 2 for 20. A few guys got starts, but no one really went on with it, and Tassie were rolled for 185. Matt, what a prick, Wade, top score with 43. Best of the, four sa- runs yep. for Best of the South Australian bowling was penis in the pitch, DJ Dan Worrell, who took 4 for 42. The Redbacks didn't fare any better than Tassie, losing their final six wickets for just 37 runs, including four ducks to be all out for 136. Travis, the job head, top scored with 49. Tassie's Gabe my bell took four for 29 to lead the Tasmanian Bowling. So Tassie's second innings was the polar opposite of their first. They ended up declaring eight down for 353, Led by the King Brown himself, who peeled off 113. asked backwards, George Bailey made 63. And conceived <laughs> in a sex tape, Ben McDermott got 54. Once again, it was big DJ Dan Worrell who took the most wickets for South Australia, picking up three for 83. So South Australia entered the fourth innings, needing 402 for victory. And things got started greatly when Jake Weatherall was dismissed for a duck. Fifth ball of the innings as well. Callum Ferguson's brother Ooh. didn't fly back from London to watch him, so instead of getting run out for a duck, he made a ton. 111 <laughs> to be precise before Jackson Bird trapped him LBW. Unfortunately for South Australia, no one else got going and they were rolled for 213. Tassie won by 189 runs. Man of the match was the King Brown Jordan Silk. Ooh. Points, Tasmania 7, South Australia 1. Field out the
2: team sheet correctly.
1: Yeah. Mick. So next up we. Had a, uh,
2: that would be. So, you're sorry, right. Mick, that would be the first time I've heard from Jordan Silk in a long time.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. He's got. He's, this year he's got yeah. some like 40s and 50s, but that's the first time that I can remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Next up we had across the Nullarbor to the Insurance Company Redundancy Capital of Australia, Perth, <laughs> where the West Australian Warriors were hosting the New South Wales Blues. WA won the toss and elected the field. So the cowards from the north side of the Murray started out as expected, fucking pathetically, as Daniel Hughes was dismissed for one. Moises took a break from listening to Spotify. You were jerking off, Moises. Stop lying. And he also made a duck. Uh, Jack, Jack Edwards also made a duck. Can you believe some fuckwit tried to tell me he should be given a chance in the test side? Fuck, people are dumb. Uh, New South Wales managed to get to 261. Uh, Curtis Banjo Patterson made 107 not out. And Sean Abbott killed it to make dinner for 269. Yeah. Best of the WA bowlers was Jahai Richardson who took eight for 47. Oh.
2: Jahai. Uh, Jahi.
1: So WA Jahai went mu- oh. <laughs> WA weren't much better in reply being rolled for 198. Smash got 81. Ashton Turner Overdrive got 38. And Big Hank got himself 29. Channel 7 commentator and Twitter aficionado Trent Copeland took 4 for 52. Second innings, oh, yeah. second innings up, New South Wales managed 253. No one got past 50 and top scorer was the jerk, Moses Enriquez with 48. <laughs> Ross's man, Jahai, got three for 58 to give him match figures of 11 for 105. Jesus. So WA was set 316 for victory, and with a top four containing three former or current test players, you would think that WA were in the box seat. That is until you realise one of those players is Hank Cartwright and the other two are (laughs) Marsh's. Chasing gold, Sto- chasing gold, topped the scoring with eighty-one. The Bison got thirty, but it was the Goat Nathan Ly- Lyon was con- the Goat Nathan Lyon wasn't content just taking Bison's ex-girlfriend. He took his wicket as well and finished with four for eighty-six. Uh, New South Wales win by one hundred and four runs. Man, the match was Curtis Patterson for his ton points for New South Wales seven point six. WA won. one one. And- one solitary point. Final stop for the round was the Gabba, where everyone's favourite team, Victoria, took on the took on the underhanded cane-toed fuckers, Queensland. <laughs> this game had a black cloud hanging over it right from the start. Queensland produced an absolute green top, and there were rumours during the rounds that every Queensland player was provided special edition maroon and gold sandpaper. <laughs> Things became even more suspect when Queensland skipper... Uzman uh, Kawaja, one that Tyson elected to bowl. The Vicks struggled early, slumping to two for six, with Travis Dean making a duck and Marcus Harris managing two. Enter Finchy and Hanscom who would put on 116 for the third wicket before Finch was removed for fifty. Hanscom would go on to eight to get eighty one before he was sent back to the pavilion. Unfortunately they were the only two players for the good guys to make double figures as they were rolled for 167. One mid off podcast member who was not in attendance remarked it looked like Freddy Krueger had been fucking bowling with it. I'm not saying that Queensland <laughs> cheats, so I'm not saying Queenslander cheats, but their captain was also in Cape Town back in April. Ooh. Uh, what the fe- what the feckety Mark Steckety led led the wicket takers, if you can call them that, for the bulls, as it or as it should be the bullshit <laughs> artists. Uh, in reply, Queensland made 271. The man that just has to be in the test side, Matt Renshaw, made two, but that sure helps his first class average of 37. Maybe you should apply <laughs> New, yeah, <laughs> New Zealand citizenship, Matthew. <laughs> Luke
2: Ronke style. Joe,
1: third degree burns got to 96, which is a pity for him laying wants once tons, so on your bike, Joe. The Flying You made 47. <laughs> I think that's more than his whole test career. Pick of the bowlers was the Banana Man, Peter Siddle, who took 4 for 62. Victoria managed a few extra runs second time up, making 119. Marcus Harris showed Renshaw what it takes to be a test opener, making 62. Peter Hansen got 53 to go with his first innings 81. And Mark Feckity, no, 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 Steckity, took 4 for 49. Queensland re- would require 90 runs to win. Peter Hanskin pulled the Victorian side into a tight huddle and turned to the boys and said, Fuck me, those blokes had to be sandpapering that thing the fucking cheeks." <laughs> Queensland would chase the runs two wickets down with Charlie Hemphrey B. Bear making 26 not out. The Bull Mastiff, Scotty Bowl, and a big dumb Pado would grab one pole each. Queensland win, win by eight wickets. The man, man of the match, the bloke from the sandpaper desk at Bunnings, no, sorry, that should be Joe Burns, uh points Queensland 7.7 7, 6 points of those for sandpapering technique Victoria 1 <laughs> alrighty so why, as Hufford, we know why did, of the dot
0: points. Interesting there that the each team that lost got exactly one What are they yeah, know, one yeah. for playing or something I don't care yeah, anyway know. we move on Uh Ten so sheet filling out Oh sorry
1: yeah, So so this is a doubleheader episode, so we'll actually wrap up the December 7th Shield Cricket round as well, which is the round that nice. was going on last week during the test. So we head back to Blund- we head back to Blundstone Arena, where the dual-headed Tasmanians took on the dirty, rotten, cheating Queenslanders. Queensland won the toss and elected the bowl. Hopefully the umpires strip-searched them after the debacle last round. Uh, Tazzy didn't get off to the Strict best shit. of starts. As Alex, remember when people thought I could play Test cricket? Doolan was removed for, was removed by Luke Feldman <laughs> for a duck. Maddie Wade was the only Blake to make a te- for make a decent score for Tazzy peeling off 63. Tassie would be dismissed for 167. The wickets were shared around for Queensland with Mick Moore or Nessa getting three for 43, and Mark what the Stecody getting three for 35. If they hadn't embarrassed them th- themselves enough last round with their blatant cheating, Queensland went one better this match, getting rolled for 107. Mick Nessa top scored with 27. Alex Man Pye pie. Croft took five for 28 for <laughs> Tassie. Uh, uh. That was good. I like that. <laughs> Queensland must have run out of sa- must have run out of sandpaper for Tassie's second innings as the T- Taswegians peeled off 353 again, with their ex skipper asked backwards George Bailey making 109. The King Brown, the yep, the King Brown Jordan Silk got 54, and the man of a thousand holds Simon Mylenko, took 53. <laughs> Pick of the Queensland bowls was Mitch. What do you do with a broom? You Your sweep, son. Sweep, son. Taking four for ninety-nine. One run Ooh. off the old gin forfer. Yep. Queensland was set the monster task of chasing down four hundred and thirteen for victory. Queensland skipper Jimmy Pearson got the team together and said, "If at least four of us can make seventy, we're half a chance here." <laughs> And wouldn't you know who won the pony, as the Flying Lasagna got 78, Mick Nestle got 76, not out, Jimmy Pearson got 75, not out, and Joe Benz got 74, and led the way as Queensland chased 413, (laughs) six wickets down. Queensland (laughs) win by... Yes, Roscoe?
0: Uh, So it's a very interesting chase, because it was extremely slow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, those the seventies, even the last one, McNessa. There it was like seventy-five off one hundred and seventy-five balls. We didn't yeah, have to I go at any some, great I, pace. I, I, yeah, I think that's like yeah. a
1: day and a half to make them or something. Like yeah. That. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so Queensland would win by four wickets. Man of the match was the man Ross was just talking about, McNessa. Points were Queensland seven, Tasmania
2: one.
0: Ah, interesting so one. one <laughs> mm.
2: Taking a wicket in the match at all? Yeah. Uh-huh,
0: before. Okay. Or make it more than 50. You get half <laughs> yeah. a point for it. So it's
1: one. <laughs> so from Boot Park, we head to the SCG, where the pricks from the north of the Murray were hosting South Australia. The Spiders won the toss, and Jake Lehman stroked his dirty mo and said, we'll have a bat, thanks. South Australia started well with a 50-run opening stand before the accountant, Connor McInerney, was removed for 25. Jake Weatherall would go on to make 59 before he was dismissed, but the true star of the innings were hanging with Mr. Cooper, who got 89, and the man Warney wants to keep in the Test side, Alex Carey with 110 not out. Mm-hmm. SA would finish up with 380 all out. Best of the New South Wales bongs was Sean Shaun Abbott with three for 97, and who the fuck is Greg West with three for 88? <laughs> oh, I've never heard of this lad ever, but he got through for radio. No,
0: Is his first-class debut. So. Oh, that'd
1: be why I've never heard of him. Uh, not to be outdone, New South Wales would smash out 8 for 541 declared. Oh. Key contributors were the New South Wales Openers, Daniel Do You Know Hughes with 134... And the weatherman, Nick Larkin, with 109. They shared a 223-run opening stand.
2: Oh, fun to bowl, eh? Yeah.
1: The jerk, Mo- Moises Enriquez, made 99 before he was removed. <laughs> caught and bowled by the part-time shit bowling of the accountant, Connor Mack. Peter Neville would also make 57. And for that bloke who reckons Jake Edwards should be in the test side, he made 3. And got bowled by <laughs> Zampa, you dumb fuck. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I just it, it does not hit him. Not the best, but the most outstanding performance by by a South Australian bowler was from the previously mentioned Adam Zampa, who bowled forty-seven overs, eight maidens, two wickets for one hundred and seventy-five.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's uh, a hell of a bowler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the ginger mongoloid child eater did not play. Maybe they couldn't coax him out of his underground lair. <laughs> South Australia batted again as the game petered out into a draw. Jake Lehman got 67 as the Redbacks finished, 6 for 239. Steve O'Keefe put down his rum and coke long enough to pick up 4 for 88. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's an enigma. Interesting one there that Trent Copeland didn't play that match for New South Wales. Yeah,
1: too busy commentating. Too busy
0: commentating. Mm-hmm.
1: Man mm-hmm. of the match was Daniel... You've to have
2: a career after sport. Yeah. Oh, Man of the match
1: was Daniel Hughes. New South Wales, 2.4. South Australia, 2.4. Even points there. In Trent mm-hmm. Copeland's defence, he probably got paid more for that one day of test cricket than he did for the whole year at New South Wales.
0: <laughs> uh, I did- doesn't worry me I just it's unusual that's all
1: yeah it is unusual yeah yeah, yeah exactly. it's just unusual to have a current player yeah. commentating that like yeah yeah, yeah. um all righty know. last but most fucking certainly not least we head to the Coliseum the home of the two greatest sporting institutions in Australia the Collingwood Football Club and the Victorian Cricket Team <laughs> the home of the AFL Grand Final the home of the Boxing Day Test the mighty MCG. With three Victorians <laughs> doing the state proud in the test arena, the Vics put together a new look 11 with Travis Dean taking the reins as skipper and former North of the Murray scumbag prick Nick Maddinson to make his Victorian first-class debut, opening the batting with the skipper. We would also see the return of the hockey puck, Will Pekoski. Things got off to a good start as Dean and Madison put on 62 before chasing gold. Stein removed Dean for 16. The hockey puck would come out at 3 but only lasted 16 balls and was gone for 1. Madison would then be joined by the Big Show. They would put on 112 for the third wicket before Maxwell was run out when WA bowler Matthew Ned Kelly as a criminal, fuckbags, dropped a caught and bowled attempt that went off his hands and onto the stumps, and Maxwell was out of his crease, and he got run out. So realistically, Maddinson should have been out, but this dumb prick can't fucking catch, and it just bounced off his hands onto the stumps. So, unfortunately for WA, this would bring the bear, Cam White, to the crease, and he would team up with Maddinson for a 142-run partnership before the bear was sent packing by nephew of Tom, David Moody, for 119. But the, star, but, but the star of the innings was the man with a pair of Port Melbourne piers so big he can get the Foxdale commentary inside his helmet when he's batting, Nick Maddison, <laughs> who peeled off 162 runs in his Victorian debut. The Vicks would finish 9 down, declared for 424. Best of the WA bowling was the nephew of Tom David Moody, who snagged 3 for 72. WA had a mammoth task and managed 296 in reply. Ashton Turner overdrive top scored with 80. Best of the pill for the Vicks was the duck, John Holland, with 5 for 65. It just shows that it's a lot easier to get out Australian batsmen than it is to get out Pakistani ones. And the ball master, Big Scotty Boland, took 4 for 81. So the Victorians would have a second bat, looking to set WA a bit of a target to chase. They would declare 5 down for 208 giving them a lead of 337. But the story of the innings was the unfortunate injury to the newly minted Nick Maddison, who received a broken arm due to Jai High Richardson Mm. bowling like a fuckwit. Just bowl half (laughs) volleys, you dumb prick. (laughs) (laughs) Bowling like a (laughs) fuckwit. and about one
0: in the batsman's half? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Travis Dean will get 68 and the hockey puck 67. They were the blokes who did the main damage in the second innings. For WA, Matthew Ned Kelly killed a bunch of cops, you stupid bogan fucks. That's not to be celebrated. Took three for 65. So WA would need 337 to win the match, but in true cowardice fashion, led by their coward of a captaincy, the man with vice-captaincy... <laughs> Running through his veins, the bison, they batted for a draw. <laughs> Trying for the draw wasn't doing them much good when they were 5 for 57, but it was the mercenary chasing gold Goldstein who steadied the ship, combining with Ashton Turner overdrive, to see the Warriors through a tough day. Stoinis would finish with 85, fucking cunt, and Turner would get 63 not out, as WA finished 6 for 214. Match was a draw. Man of the match was the man with the Port Melbourne Piers, Nick Maddinson. Points. Vicks got three. WA got two. So we go into the mid-season break with the Vicks on top with 31 points. Second of those pricks north of the Murray, New South Wales. Then we've got the dirty, rotten cane-toed fuckers, Queensland. WA, Tasmania, and Stone Motherless is South Australia. Uh, Matty Wade is leading the batting with 570 runs at 63.44. Followed by Marcus Harris, who had... Going into who had 501 at 71.57 with the pill. The main man is the bull mastiff Scotty Boland, who has got 36 poles at 17.41. Ooh. Followed by Chris, Ooh. followed by Chris Tremaine, who has 28 at 23.6. Ooh. Pennywise from Adelaide Oval, the ginger mongoloid Lloyd Pope, has nine wickets at 51 yeah he's a he's and 71 in sh- in innings he's a shit gun <laughs> you were right gin you were right um and that is have bat but i'm staying home
0: I'm oh, very pick. good thank you mick uh on that note it's over now to alex for a wbbl rap
2: Yep. Um, it's gonna be more of the same, fellas. I don't know how this is gonna go for our listener, but uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of match reports to read through. But I'll get started. So the WBBL start on the first of December, um, with a double header out of the Junction Oval, in yeah oh, St Kilda. Is
1: it? Yeah. Basically, Albert Park, St Kilda.
2: Yeah, Albert Park. Um, the. Hurricanes of the Perth Scorchers opened up uh, with a match at Junction level. Like I said, the match referee Ross was hard as a Kent's head Hannum uh, <laughs> who, according to Creek Info has an unknown birth date like Shahida Freedy. Uh, so the Hobart Hurricanes lost to the Perth Scorchers. Hobart put up 143 for 7 batting first. Georgia Redmayne put up 49 with a bat and with a 38 cameo from Aaron Fazer, oh Fazakali, which is one of my favourite names in women's cricket, uh, and the pick of the bowlers was Heather Graham with a 3 for at uh, 6.75 and over. Scorchers batted second and made the runs with three balls to spare with a fantastic match-winning innings from player of the match and superstar Elise Villani with a 58 off 39 balls and a great middle-order cameo from Lauren Ebsari who is 35 years old uh, with 40 red off 27 balls. So the second match at the joke on the 1st of December with the Sydney Sixers playing the Melbourne Stars. Uh, match referee was Damien Herft Ross, <laughs> who was born in 1962, according to Crick Info. The Sixers won the toss to bat at first. They put up 165 off their 20. Uh, openers Elise Perry and Alyssa Healy uh, backing up from their fantastic. WWTT the Caribbean uh, with a stand of 108 runs, uh, 58 runs and 70 runs respectively. Uh, Pick of the Sixers bowlers was Nicola Hancock with uh, four for spit at fives and over with her right arm seamers. She was the seventh bowler bowled. Um, and is a young 23 years of age and we can expect a lot out of Nicola Hancock in the future. Uh, Sixers made the runs with three overs to spare on the back of a quickfire ton from player of the match Lizelle Lee. She's a South African Test cricketer, scored 102 off 56 balls. Oh, absolutely that's dominated. That's a fair clip. Um, and the Sixers only needed cameos from everyone else around Lizelle. Did it easy. Uh, following day, the Brisbane Heat took on Adelaide Strikers again at the Junk, and it was a doubleheader again. Match referee for this one, Ross, was Michael Graham Smith, who was born in 19, dinner for two. The Heat (laughs) won the toss and elected to bat. They put up 172 for seven. Major contributors from player of the match, Sophie Devine, with 89 of 55, and a duo of 30s from... Bridget Patterson, one of your favourite players I know, Ross. And the keeper, Tegan McFarlane. Um, no real ex- exceptions with the ball. Uh, maybe Gemma Barsby with two for going at fives and over. The Heat did the unforgivable thing, Ross, and lost by 36 runs, batting out their overs two down.
0: Oh, jeez, that's bad. Yeah, that's not Yeah, right. so they
2: made 140-odd. Yeah two down mm. with two absolutely match losing 50s from beth moody <laughs> and kirby short i thought you guys say they, the
1: the un- and- they did the unforgivable thing and forfeited
2: no <laughs> it did worse don't you know, bat out your overs and like lose by 30 runs two down the skipper and beth moody very experienced cricketer beth moody yeah uh look like they just batted for themselves i don't know i'm calling selfish on this one yeah fair enough um, and so the second match at the Junk was the Melbourne R- uh, Red Yeah, we go. And the <laughs> Sydney Thunder from Down Under. Uh, the match referee was <laughs> Damien Herft. Uh, did I say he's... Yes, he was born in 1962, Ross, according to Cricket Folk. Uh, the Sydney times. Thunder elected to field, and the Melbourne Red put up a massive score of 98 for 8 off their allotted 20 overs. No one scored higher than the 24 Eric Kershaw made. Pick of the Thunder bowlers was Renee Farrell with three for 17 off her four overs. We've got them, girls. They've got to get them. Yep, the Thunder showed that the pitch was fine and banged out the runs with 3.1 overs to spare (laughs) with even contributions from Rachel Haynes, Naomi Stallenberg and skipper Alex Blackwell as well as West Indian superstar Steph Taylor. Uh, We then waited five days to the next lot of matches on the 7th of December. What and did you do in those the...
0: five days, Alex? That's
2: why you waited. I went to work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all right. Uh, yeah, between the Scorchers and the Sixers at North Sydney Oval, match referee was Neil Finlay, Birthday unknown. It seems like women aren't allowed to be match referees. I don't know. There is no female match referees at all. I, I'm calling sexist. Um, I'm not happy with it, and I've sent a, uh, a strongly worded email to the ICC. Anyway, as, move on. as a man,
0: what... as a man, do you find that offensive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm going <laughs> to mansplain that to uh, all the women I know. Yeah. Is, um, is Neil Finlay a member of Crowded House? Lay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, Scorchers won the toss. bat I've got a lot to get through, guys. Scorchers won the toss, batted first. Uh, top order played well and the rest did stuff all. Skipper released Villani, 32 of 25. And the keeper and international English player Amy Jones made 57 of 29. Nicole Bolton also made a highly runnable 40. Uh, for some reason I didn't type in what score they got. But the Sixers did it easy, uh, making 171 for 4 with an over left. Dominant tonne from Elise Perry and a strike rate 172. With a couple of twenties and thirteens mixed in for good measure in the middle order, and the bowl and the scorcher's bowling was poo. <laughs> uh, next match was at West Park Oval in Burnie in Tassie, where the Hurricanes hosted the Stars. Stars looked at the field first. Match referee was Kepler Vessels. Kepler. <laughs> yes uh, the Canes put up 158 off six for the or for six off their 20 English Test player had Knight night while 82 off 55 the main contributor for the Canes pick of the bowls was Annabelle Sutherland daughter of Jim Bob oh. uh, was hot hi- yeah and the highlight of her on quick info was a picture of her dropping a catch with a <laughs> caption saying <laughs> Catching saying, Annabelle Sutherland drops a catch. <laughs> Fucking great. Pissed myself when I looked at it. Uh, stars made the runs off the second last ball of the day. Middle order holding back a capitulation. The Stars were 4 for 23 until skipper and player of the match, Aaron Osborne, came in and banged 67 off 46. Paired up with Australia uh, with South Africa Test player, one of the great names of all time, Mignon Dupree. Mignon Yes. Oh, yes. Minion Dupree with 59 red. Best of the cage bowlers was West Indian international Haley Matthews at 237 off a four, and we went back to the junk as the Renegades played the Strikers. Strikers won the toss. Match referee Kent Hannon. Strikers put up 153 of seven off. There were a lot of overs. Top order did the work with Susie Bates getting the half tonne on 44, 30 from Sophie Divine and Tali McGrath. Gage Bowler shared the wickets two apiece to DJ Sophie, Sophie Molyneux, Molly Strano, and Georgia Warham. Gaines, the Gage won the game off the last ball of the day, an absolute ball terror. Uh, four down, with a great opening innings from player of the match, Danielle Wynerep, and a pair of 30s from Claire Koski and Erica Kershaw. The eighth match of the competition, and I've got four more to go, fellas, was between the Scorchers and the Heat. Played at North Sydney Oval. Match referee Tim Donahue, born in nineteen sixty-one. Ross. The heat won the toss. I take it. Oh yeah, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, I suppose you can have a. Did you just assume
1: Tim's or? gender then, Alex?
2: I did. Uh, I've explained it to all my female people <laughs> I know. That's disgusting. And notice how I said my female people too. Yeah. You like your own them. <clears throat>
0: Anyway, they the heat weather toss field first. Are you assuming um, assuming that they are of the gender female because of their appearance? That's a little bit... I'm not yeah, sure true. I'm comfortable with that.
2: Here's yeah. a can of worms. Really? We probably don't need to end. Well, those. you have just moved into... I'm to continue with this. have just moved into Eagle Hawk, Ross, crossbowl. haven't you, So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was wondering when the... Uh, interruptions with Cup. Heat one <laughs> toss field it first um, and it's a let off for the Scorchers and uh, let them bat out 20 overs for 103 and took 8 wickets at least Villani again in the runs, 45 or 55 balls rest of the batters did nothing special bowlers for the Heat were all good with the best being Sammy Joe Johnson with 2 for 9 off her 4
0: overs yeah, sorry Pretty to interrupt bowling. you again I read a yes. very very interesting article about Sammy Joe Johnson last week yeah. it's on the Cricket Australia yes. app and there, if you go into WBBL, the series, that part of the app, you'll find it very, very interesting. Very long, very interesting. Line. Yeah, mm. I'll okay, let you get back you to any it. highlights, mate. You're just going to say uh, it was an interesting. I just had a very different life to some other people, ups and downs. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Do you have like Did a dollar
1: really- a click or something, Ross? Is that what you're trying to make us go read it? Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, mm. uh, that was a good story and well told, mate. I <laughs> shall <laughs> continue.
3: Yeah.
2: Heidi Burkes. Um, got smacked for 13 off her only over was the only poo bowler from the Heat. Uh, during the huddle, Mick, after the break, the skipper Vellani lamented the low total but was heard saying, we've got them ladies, they've got to get them. <laughs> The Heat tried but failed to get the large score and ended up with 164... Hey, on, went to the wrong page. And they get... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and get them, they did. The Heat made 100. That's fucking confusing the way I've done that. Anyway, <laughs> the, heat, the Heat made the 104, three down off 12.5 overs, with <laughs> Beth Moody and Kirby Short and Jess Johansson making 20. None of the Scorchers bowlers did anything of note. Um, the next match was a Sydney off in the WBBL, uh, with the Sixers taking on the Thunder at North Sydney Oval. Ian Thomas was a match referee, born in 1950. Sixers won the toss and had a bat and went bunter from the get-go with who else but skipper released release, Perry banging 74 of 66 balls and Aaron Burns hitting four of 44 of 22. Sixers ended up with 168 four downs. Steph Taylor was picking the balls again for the Thunder, two for 16 off her three. The Sixers bowlers, all eight of them, did well to restrict the Thunder women to 132 seven down by taking regular wickets throughout the innings. Indian master blaster Harman Preet Kaur bought 45 off 28 balls with the only resistance to the vice grip of the Sixers' bowlers. Elise Perry was player of the match. Uh the WBBL roadshow then went back to the bustling metropolis and is Bernie in Tassie where the Canes hosted, where, where the Canes hosted the Stars. Match referee was Kepler. Hey. The K's won the toss, batted first, putting up 196 off six. Massive total with player of the match, Schmitri Mandahama. Yes, Indian Test player. Top scoring with dinner for two off 41 balls. Hayley Matthews with a nice 42 off 30 balls, batting at three. And a quick fire 23 off nine balls from skipper Sasha Maloney. The reverse pick of the bowlers was my favourite name of the WBBL. McKinley Blows, with one over, none for 25, with three no balls.
0: Ah, she blows. Got
2: Carter. <laughs> McKinley Blows. What a great name. Anyway. Not to be outdone by the bowlers, the Stars batters capitulated poorly to be all out for 124 in the 16th over. Heather Knight dominated with the ball three for 10 off her three. Next match was the Melbourne. Rand the gains, Hosted the Strikers at the Eastern Oval in Ballarat. And you guys know a lot about the Eastern Oval Been as there. I mentioned it on this on this uh, podcast before. Match referee was hard as a Ken's head, Ken Hannum. Strikers won the toss about a second. Gage made eighty-three off fourteen point three overs in a rate affected match. Surprise, surprise out of Ballarat, and DJ Sophie <laughs> Sophie Melano M- Molineux, sorry, made forty-four with a stick. Strikers only got to bat for 4.3 overs before the fine misty rain descended and the game was called off. No result. Next match was Thunder hosting the head at North Sydney Oval. Match referee was Donovan Donovan Koch, born in 1976, Mick. Thunder won the <laughs> toss, batted first, belted up 192 for four contrib- with contributions from all batters. Hummerprick earned with another half-tonne. Uh, 56 of 26 balls. And keeper Rachel Priest with 49 of 28 balls opening the innings. No real interesting stats with the bowlers from the Heat. And here's the line I said earlier. The Heat tried but failed to get the large score and ended up with 164 (laughs) all out in the 19th over. Grace Harris, the pick of the bats of the Heat with 54 off 28. Uh, Sarah Taylor and Maisie Mel Gibson with three for a piece. Harmon Pratt. Preet code with another man, player of the match. There's three matches on tomorrow. That's up to date, fellas, by the way. Three yeah. matches on tomorrow, so get your eyes to the telly or online. It's a pretty good series so far. There's plenty more matches to go. Uh, the points table's pretty even uh, with the Sixers, the Thunders, and the Stars on top with two wins apiece. Everyone else is on one win apiece with the Gaines and Strikers in the middle with their no-result points. The only major stat so far is an unbelievable stat with Elise Perry's already scored two hundred and thirty four runs. Um, has only been out once, so has an average of two hundred and thirty four as well. So that's the wrap so far of the WW or the WBL everyone. I hope you enjoyed it.
0: Oh nice. I sure did. Thank you, Alex. That was, Ooh, that was, that was really four good.
2: pages of uh, research, fellas, so um, my only one what, uh, bit of
1: advice I give you, Alex, is: Yes, I would have called it filet mignon Dupree.
2: Oh yeah, I was gonna say steak mignon. Oh, I don't know yeah. why. I just had that stuck in my head. <laughs> Jess just walked past and gave me a shaking of the head.
3: <laughs>
1: so
2: I'm doing, I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's how you know you're on a winner.
2: Oh yeah. All right, over okay. to
0: you, Ross. What's up, mate? Yep. We've got uh, the BBLs about to start, so that means I get to read <laughs> through every BBL squad. <laughs>
2: I thought about doing the WBBL squads. I'm glad I didn't do
0: it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, let's have a look at them now. I'm, just, I'm actually not going to bother with uh, the squads. I'm just going to go for the best. I read the squads. The squads are mainly shit. It's far too many. <laughs> uh, this is that's the honest truth. Each squad seems to have four batsmen, uh, two or three chit track or rounders, and eight bowlers in it. So Boys. most of the teams have just light. Most of my comments are light on batting, light on batting. The only two teams yeah. that have um heaps of batsmen are the heat and yeah. the Scorchers have got enough, and the thunder. So there's my tip just yeah. on doing heat, so- thunder, and scorches. The other team. The I interesting thing there getting, is the, the Scorch and on the on Thunders
1: getting, have been winning the last few titles, haven't
2: they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so.
2: Uh, Ross, that sort of reflects how the Australian side make mm. up. You know, lots of shitty all rounders, not, mm. not enough bats. Yeah. Uh, yep. And well, a I couple wrote, of specialist bowlers. I wrote
0: Hurricanes, Stars, Strikers. Uh, no, Hurricanes and Stars are at no bats. <laughs> Strikers and renegades. I wrote light for batting. And yep. Sixers, I wrote just enough bats. Well, renegades
1: yeah. are be even lighter because Harris well, and Finch are in the test side now.
0: Yeah, well, that's why they're light on. So yeah, that's a okay. bit different. But yeah. it's like, but some yeah, of the yeah. other teams, their squads are bloody awful. And there's, and they, they should have known this stuff. Like, I just look at some of the list managers. How do you have a job? Like they put together. This comes up quite a bit though. Um, you need five batsmen, a keeper at six, and five bowlers. And if that's all you can do, then it'll be fine. But they don't seem to think like that. They've just got junk teams with, you know, you know, things like um, Ashton Agar batting at six permanently. Or um, Pat yeah. Cummins, the number six batsman. And stuff like that. It's just absolute yeah, junk. Yeah. Anyway, let's start. So Renegades, got Finch and Harris at the top of the order. When they're not there, I think Tim Ludeman will come in to open. Yep. And uh, yep. then everyone will just shuffle up one. So White Cooper, Nabby from Afghanistan at five. Dan Christian Jack Wildermuth, Bo Webster the quarterback. He'll be in there. Uh, Cameron Boyce, I think the Rolls Boyce. He's come over the ditch. He's happy to play. What? Yep. Kane wow. Richardson. And then it'll be a, a toss up: to Chris Tremaine or John Holland for the eleventh spot there. So look like a not too bad. You we'll see how they go. Uh, covering the loss of um, Finch and Harris they do have just enough they have enough batting um, yeah, so they're yeah. in a fortunate position they do actually have a balanced squad it's just they wouldn't have predicted probably both Finch and Harris out for the whole thing have a look over at the strikers now Alex Carey Jake Wetherald Colin Ingram Jake Lehman at four Jonathan Wells Orson's brother is at five <laughs> Matt Short at six Mick uh, Mick Nasser um, I think he's the he's the, he was the um, medalist there a couple of years ago. The um, <laughs> the yeah, he was on, a, wasn't he? Yeah, he was
1: the Jay yeah. Dunbar, I think. Yeah. Jay, Jay,
0: yeah. Jay Dunbar. Yeah. Uh, or I'm not sure whether they'll go for him or Cameron Valenti, Rashid Khan, the spinner from Afghanistan, Pierre Siddle, obviously Ben Laughlin, and Billy Stanlake. Uh, they're looking a little Bewing. bit... Yeah, they're looking... Little, lacking a little bit of depth in their batting with Travis Head, probably not going to play. He would have probably pushed uh, Jonathan Wells out. But, uh, yeah, uh, they've only got the four batsmen in the team, so...
2: Bowlers um, seem okay, though.
0: Yeah, bowlers seem good, but I, I'd really, yeah. once again, say, do you need seven bowlers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe think, they think they're getting injured or something. I, I don't, don't know. know. But in, in their What's 11s, lots of, lots of the teams... And we saw this with the Stars last year and the year before... They go in with seven blokes who could bowl four overs. And, yeah, you know, it's like, hang on, what's your plan? Who are your five who are nearly every game going to bowl four overs? And then who's your reckon, one backup yeah, or your yeah. two backups who could sneak an over or two that you need them? Yeah. I, just, yeah,
2: just, I think they're just... It's like with the WBBL. It was lots of seven people bowled, yeah. six, seven oh, people man. bowled. Like, eight people bowled like, in yeah. most of the matches. Yeah. And I reckon yeah. they just sort of wing it. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah, I, w- I want the option to bowl one yeah. over, and if he bowls, he or she bowls all right, with well, it. I'll bowl them for another over.
0: Yeah. I don't reckon there's a lot of tactics around I, I think you you right. need the option. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's like, oh, we need all these bowling options. But what for? Because we've seen yeah. with the Stars before, bowlers are bowling perfectly well bowling two or three overs, not their full yeah. four. It's just yeah. like, hang on. Balance your team up a bit better. Yep, definitely have five bowlers, and then have your other bowlers, guy who can bowl to get you yeah. out of jail and then have some other part-timers if you want them in there for sure but yeah your yeah.
2: finishing styles yeah. or whatever you don't There's need seven you've got to have a
0: plan who are my five bowlers who are going to bowl four overs every game yeah, yeah. You know, if if the game if they're all bowling well they're all going to bowl their five unless I want to do something funky or someone's getting carded then I need some yeah. other plans but yeah it's an, it's an
2: interesting so eight then
0: it's yeah. just in- and, and it's interesting
1: that, that... Mm. sorry Ross here you go
0: yeah. Their squads don't allow yeah. them to do that. They're, 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 yeah. Their 11s come from the squads they've got, and they've got squads yeah. of, you know, five batsmen only. So pff, yeah. no wonder their 11s end up imbalanced.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, it's just interesting because, like, when it started years ago, T20 was going to be the death of bowling, mm. and all these squads <laughs> are full of bowls. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
2: Do you record batsmen, they've got a salary cap, right?
3: Yeah.
2: yeah do you reckon batsmen are just worth
0: more maybe mm. well, maybe that's it yeah maybe the, the, the brisbane heat have had no trouble stockpiling batsmen He's there 11
2: <laughs> okay there goes
0: my theory no, <laughs> they're the only one just about uh chris lynn brandon mccullum chris lynn's going to captain so the bash brothers are back mm. you'd like that alex <laughs> yeah i mm.
2: yeah, uh, love it it's great <laughs> <laughs> joe burns
0: <laughs> sam heaslet the sweepologist alex ross Jimmy Pearson, the yeah, keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At number seven, this is their only weakness. The Heat—they have no all-rounder. At seven, they they've got Ben Cutting, and he might have. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's almost
1: a go. T20 all-rounder, but the way he, when yeah, he gets yeah. going and hits it clean, yeah.
2: he's fine. He hasn't hit a six in about ten years, I nah, reckon.
0: He's, he's fine. I he Ben Differ. He can't bowl anymore. <laughs> he's bowling's is absolute oh. cannon fodder. That's why he doesn't play shield cricket anymore. Uh, but he's got big levers, so he's okay. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, I, I assume this guy is a spinner because he's um, from Pakistan. Mujab or Rahman, so he'd definitely play. You don't sign an international player not to play him. No, yeah.
1: I think he's a big left arm in
0: um, swinger. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, no, no, def- no
1: I'm, just, I'm just trying to make are Definitely, fair, you're definitely <laughs> play because you don't
0: sign an international player not to play him unless his name's Jane Dirdbach. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Josh yes. Layla,
0: Mark Steckity and Mitch Sweepson. What I'd suggest the Heat could do is trade out one of their batsmen. They've also got um, Matt Renshaw, Marnus Labu-Hugby and Martin Bryant in their squad. They could trade Your one honour. of them out and get a, get a, an all-rounder or another bowler in. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway,
0: we look at the Hurricanes next. Uh, we've got uh, Darcy Short opening up for them with Matty Wade, Ben McDermott at three, Jake Doran at four, George Bailey at five. Uh, we've got a vacant spot there at number six, if someone wants to take it. And we've got... Uh, I've put James Faulkner at seven. Uh, see what he can do. <laughs> yeah. Simon Mylenko, the great Mylenko at eight. Clive Rose at nine. Joffre Archer at ten. And Mick at a T20 jiffle with a funny run-up on Mills at 11.
1: <laughs> He's just trying to make his way in the world, Ross. Leave him alone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's
2: it. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, uh, Ross, actually. that looks like a good squad. It uh, does, no, actually. They're my tip, I think. Uh, not enough. It'd be better tip. if
1: there was 11 blokes in their side,
2: but I yeah, reckon right, those 10 will have, give it a crack.
0: They don't have enough. I reckon six. they
2: could win with those 10, Mick.
0: <laughs> I guess they were thinking that Tim Payne would be available. Yeah, but, uh, uh, he won't play, so I don't know who's going to come in at number six. Uh, get Marnus uh, from the I Heat, think...
1: he's not playing up there.
0: Yeah. The Stars. I reckon they should pick like a uh, bits and pieces all it for that six spot. Oh, yeah. James Faulkner probably could do that. Yeah. Clint <laughs> McKay come out of retirement yeah. and
2: pirate it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right, so then Stars 11... Ben Dunk had an absolute ball terror last season, so why not give him another go? <laughs> yeah, to replace to replace KP and Luke Wright, the Stars have signed Travis Dean.
1: Oh, you... Yeah. <laughs> favourites, favourites, uh, favourites. Yeah,
0: the, the bloke who barely plays one-day cricket for Victoria is now going to open for yep. the Stars, I reckon. Yep. Glenn Maxwell, Just play that
2: anchor role, mate, going to run a ball... <laughs> <laughs> noodle them around singles in the middle overs yeah,
0: what every team needs yep. so if yep. you ever listen to this line up we've got Ben Dunk Travis Dean Glenn Maxwell at 3 4 Pete S- Hampscom 5 Dwayne Bravo 6 Marcus Stoyness, they might swap around actually 7 Seb Gotch 8 Evan Golbus 9 Adam Zampa <sighs> 10 Scotty Boland and 11 Sandeep the Riccini from Nepal. I don't think
2: they're winning Hand the title over. No one's competing with that. And
0: if, if Hanscom doesn't play for whatever, like if he's in the test team, which he may not, but if he doesn't yeah. play, then everyone shuffles up one, which means they just have to play another bowler because they've got no other batsmen. <laughs> Max is a skipper. He'll baller. work it out. Yeah.
2: yeah. Jeez. He's going to have to score, like, six tubs. Ma- Max
1: would do really. all kinds of crazy fields and get wickets. He'll have, like, deep square leg, like, facing the crowd wearing a helmet and shit like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love how they, they sacked their two internationals who were batsmen and they replaced them with an all-rounder in Bravo, who's probably more a bowling all-rounder, yep. and then yep. a spinner. <laughs> Just what they need. They've got <laughs> Zampa and Liam Bow on their books already. And they bought bought another spinner. And yeah, in fairness, an, but
1: this guy yeah. no one's ever heard of is already better than Zampa. Well,
0: true. Yeah. And then um, at the halfway point of the season, the Nepalese bloke has to go, so they replaced him with another leg spinner from England. And English leg spinners are always really good. So that'll oh, be yeah, oh yeah, always like <laughs> Ah, sixes. Joe Denley opening up with Dan, of England opening up with Dan Hughes, Jordan Silk at three, Moises at four, Josh Philippe at five, Ryan's brother, yeah Neville at six, Jack Edwards, your man Mick at seven, <laughs> Steve <laughs> O'Keefe at eight, Sean Abbott at nine, Ben Dwiashus at ten, and then Tom Curran or Lloyd Pope at eleven. <laughs> oh.
2: oh, Pennywise, That's mate. A- yeah. You, you hope Lloyd Pope's saving money. You really do, because he won't be playing anywhere next year. Anywhere, surely he'll be getting he'll He's be getting been... fifteen grand to play at some gypsy freaking hard wicket league at the back ass of Toowoomba.
1: You reckon he will play? You reckon he will play He's the Roosters? South I don't Australia.
0: know. <laughs> He's from South Australia. Okay.
2: No, he, he needs to go where the money is, mate. Yeah. Fucking
0: hell. I hear that Thunder... I'll tell you one thing he's not spending
2: yeah.
1: money... I'll tell you Funny. one thing he's not spending money on. Dates with is girls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dates with girls.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, the comic timing on that <laughs> is beautiful. Ah... <laughs> uh, uh, lightning and the thunder, the thunder. <laughs> right. So, opening up, I good. reckon, Shane Watson, he's skipper extraordinaire down there at the minute, and uh, they've got Joss Butler in. He'll go number two with with what I reckon. At three, Joe Root. Four, Cal Ferguson. Five, Curtis Patterson. So, perhaps a bit of a sluggish middle order there. Not mm. sure, that's my only knock on their team. They've got a good... Uh, good didn't Pat I go right in the JLT? Yeah, I think so. It can be a yeah. little bit slow. He's a little bit slow in the last BBL. He's not yeah. really a fence clearer. Ferguson, I can't recall. I have him down as a bit a bit pedestrian, but maybe I'm wrong. Joe no, could I don't surprise. think I'm going to bat with that top order, though. Well, Watson, Butler and Root. Yeah, that's what I'd yeah, go with. They them. get yeah, going. Number, number six, the sandwich, Jason Sanger. Ah, the old sandwich. The keeper, sandwich. At, s- <laughs> the keeper <laughs> at seven. <laughs> Jay Leno Lenton. Uh, Chris Green, the uh, Brad Pitt lookalike spinner at eight. Uh, number nine, my man, Gorinda Sandu, of course, because he can bowl he can bowl some mediums first up and then a bit of off spin later on. So that'll be yeah, good. He might
2: play for Australia with his offies. <laughs> I think he probably will. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah>, yeah. <laughs> he also
0: he's very good. He looks quite, quite striking in a mesh vest, doesn't he, Mick? <laughs> <laughs> There's always a job for him. <laughs> um, Sam Rainbird at 10 for obvious reasons and 11 picks himself forward Ahmed every day of the week.
3: Yeah, yeah. so
0: I wrote about that. That is a balanced squad with good internationals. So look out for the Thunder, is my tip.
1: Yeah, that this is a good team, Yeah. yeah.
0: And um, Scorches, well, that's a good team. We've got Maxi Klinger still playing. We've got Ashton Turner is there as well. And Smash, so if Smash isn't playing, I think Ashton Turner open with Klinger. Three, Hank the Plank, Hilton Cartwright, four, Mitch Marsh, five. Not sure which way they'll go on the keepers there. Maybe Sam Whiteman, maybe Josh Inglis, who's been keeping for WA. But that's it for batsmen, which also included two three or rounders. Then um, yeah. they've got David Willey, I had as their next best batsman at six. Uh Ashton Agar at seven. Uh J. High Richardson at eight. Uh, Andrew Sutton, tight, nine. Jason Berendorf at 10. And Usman Khadir, Qua- Usman sorry, at 11. So, uh, Abdulson. Yeah, plenty of bowlers yep. there, which is their way, it seems. But uh, I'd like to see another batsman in there. I don't think Smarsh is going to play at all. So, um, yeah, wait and see. Maybe they'll play both keepers, Whiteman and Inglis, mm-hmm. to just lengthen the batting a bit. Because they've got plenty of bowling options there with the Bison. Bring back Craig Simmons, team. I say. Yeah, yeah. Just harshly done by that guy. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep, so there we go. I think I went through them all.
2: Yep, mm. that was it. So, yeah, interesting nice. that I was... Even though you said you wasn't going to <laughs> go through them. All. I wasn't
0: going to go through the squads. I just went through the 11s. The squads would be a bit too... Oh, long. sorry. Yeah, That's yeah, all right. Good point. Yeah, yeah.
2: no, I'll take it so, back.
0: yeah. No, Apology accepted, and you're welcome. Uh, interesting, I went through that a few days ago and decided that most of the squads were shit. And um, Dean Jones wrote an article today saying there's BBL is starting to slip. The major problems are that the Australian players don't play. Um, yeah. uh, numerous A-grade cricket in Australian international have retired and the cover is starting to get thin. Well, that's a bit subjective, I think. There's always players retiring. You know, They're, they're born one year after another. Yeah. And, uh, and to, to not back up his argument, there's a picture of KP underneath that. I was like, yeah, well, he was shit for the last two years he was at Melbourne, so probably a good thing he's gone away. Uh, emerging yep. players from the Australian under-19s are not getting a game. Many have rookie Ooh. contracts but never play. Hmm. Well, I'd say if you're good enough, you'd play. Yeah, so, but
1: that's yeah, it. That's yeah. it. That's the old adage, yeah. isn't it? It's not yeah. up to the old bloke to give his spot up. It's up to yeah. the young bloke to take it off him.
0: Yeah. It's occasionally yep. they ask some questionable players who hang around a bit. Aidan Blizzard. Yeah, last yeah. Year yes. For Sunday, <laughs> that like. He's playing ACT cricket futures league as the captain and working in the office at ACT cricket yeah. and then yeah. turning out for the Sydney Thunder. Occasionally there's one like that where you go, really? And I think they could yeah. put a limit on... You know, it, 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 the tip Madsey always says that once some blokes stop playing state cricket, really, they're just trying to hang on and milk it and they're not actually big contributors there's a few exceptions to that if they're really good but yeah I look at blokes like um, Dan Christian he's just finished I reckon he'll still be good this year but he's getting older and I think you know, don't let them milk it till they're 37 if they're not um, producing yeah Yeah. there there has to be a point there where they don't just keep these guys who are just medium names not absolute superstars and just let them keep milking Ben Cutting a good example of that yeah yeah
2: well, it's okay yeah i suppose it's okay to keep the you know watsons and stuff who are you know, yeah big watson's names fine yeah yeah yeah. and he's still yeah, yeah, he's still yeah, contributing I agree with you. yeah the median yeah.
0: names yeah just just don't be afraid to cut them off a little bit quicker if they're not producing and that'll get the under nine 19 quicker yep um bbl franchises are constantly replacing overseas players mid tournament due to international commitments um yeah, yeah so that's not helpful yeah. for growing a brand with the fans and broadcasters. Uh it's a very long tournament now, two months, it's less pay. Dean Jones reckons that the average international gets about ninety grand in the BBL but they can get four hundred and fifty thousand in other tournaments that go for less time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Wow, yeah. I don't know that your numbers are correct. Yeah, but that, then you but then, you the like, then you've got
1: a then you've got a bloke like Brad who went to Bangladesh and never got his money. Yeah, that's right. So they might get yeah. promised more money yeah. in the tournaments. Yeah. But are they I actually think
0: just getting referring it? to the IPL, right? Oh, no, he said, excluding the IPL, many of the overseas leagues, which yeah. only last a month, pay up to four hundred and eighty-five. Pay up, to. yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So if you're the skipper and Shahid Afridi, you'll probably yeah. get four hundred grand to play uh, in the uh, Pakistani yeah. Super League. Yeah. But everyone else gets fucking forty thousand dollars.
0: If, if the money was no good, no one would come. Yeah, exactly. Joe Root, yeah. Joe Root coming. Yeah. Yeah. And Josh Butler, they wouldn't come. Now yeah. I know we've yeah. had some yeah, exactly. pretty gypsy. Um, overseas players as well like um, Michael Love Jay (laughs) Durnbar he'd probably come if you gave him two grand but yeah Um, yes the other interesting thing was um, uh, other overseas comps have four or even seven internationals now I think there is a bit of a a thing there that might be good to bump it up to say three internationals because we're trying to we're trying to support um, eight BBL teams with six first-class teams. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like want to expand.
0: Expansion. Yeah. Well, I think I think the expansion is no more teams. It's just more games. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think they're going to go past this. The games they're at now. It's just basically taking, say, oh, we won't play all our home games at Marvel Stadium. We'll play two at Geelong. We'll, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take games. Yeah. Because that's what the IPL have done too. They'll play most of their games in their home city then take one or two elsewhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. Uh, Dean Jones reckons some solutions are um, some of the test players need to play the occasional BBL game. Uh, T20 doesn't take much out of the players, even with their test commitments. Need separate overseas marquee player pool of 600 grand for four, four overseas players. This will provide the X factor. The BBL needs to improve the standards. Yeah. Four per team. Uh, which is a fair point. He's uh, saying you need to... Each franchise should have two emerging players in this court and one must be part of the eleven. Mm, not sure if I agree with that one. Uh, but, um, the sounds the, like fucking Clotus's Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. My issue so. with... All, sorry, Ross, but my issue with no, all this Dean Jones stuff is, like... So, mm. the is broken and no-one watches it and Foxdale <laughs> no, didn't just pay, like, a billion dollars <laughs> for the fucking mm. rights that were based around the BBL and Test Cricket and, you know, the whole comp's just running on fumes and 80,000 yeah. people won't go to the G to watch the Renegades mm. play the Stars. Yeah. Like,
3: well,
1: it all well, seems no, like alarm. a So well, I think... It'll, yeah.
0: I think he raises some valid points and some points yeah. that I disagree with. He does raise but, some good points. I think four yeah. overseas players per team would be a good idea. Yeah, that's fair and, enough, I think. And people have already been questioning, and he questioned as well, the extending the tournament. Will it make it too long? Because yeah. you know, probably week before Christmas to about Australia Day was a good length. So we'll yeah, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, it's, he did yeah, say it's, last year's fielding standards were a disgrace, which is true too. There were drop catches yes. everywhere. And this is his word, he says, the form of many Australian T20 cricketers in this year's IPL was poor and they're not flavour of the month for IPL scouts and list managers who are now looking at other leagues to work out who is better suited to playing in India. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. but the other,
1: the other problem with that too, in fairness to the Australian players, is they would pick, they'd go out and spend a million dollars on Mitchell Stark who fucking barely plays the T20 game. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they would
1: they'll give, give all the money to test players and then be going, oh, he's not hitting sixes over the fence. What's going on? It's like, well, watch a fucking game, you <laughs> like, it's <laughs> And the whole, like, the whole Dean Jones thing is a little bit, it's, oh, it's me, me, very me, it's, it's very me, yeah. me, me. It's very alarmist. Yeah. And it's also yeah, the yeah. opinions of a man yeah. who's on the outer of the competition and not included. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was at the Renegades in the initial setup as like yeah. one of the guys, him and Merv. Doing and some he's not stuff. Now. But, um, no, not anymore. <laughs> and he talks a lot about the Pakistan Super League, where he's a coach and what yeah. he did as a coach yeah. and how good they are and, mm. because he's the coach and yeah, that sort of stuff, yeah, which is, is classic is. Dean Jones. But he, I like yeah, how yeah. he does raise some different points. His, his articles are worth reading, I feel, for that point. Now, yeah. you'll enjoy this, Mick. I know David will enjoy this too. This is BBL 08. Ah, Coming fucking distributor system yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's it, and incredibly confusing because in fact this yes, yeah. it's BBL. It's 2018. It just Teens. feels silly now, doesn't it, to call it? Oh mm. wait, mm. should be 18 <laughs> or 19 even because most of the season's in 2019. Yeah, it's just ah. this. every yeah.
1: everyone who understands cricket in Australia. It's like this is the 2018 19 Ashes. Like it's the 2017. Yeah. S- you know, it's not that fucking hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: fuck it, it is out. for young kids. Yeah, That's yeah. all they care about.
2: Yeah. But it's oh, yeah, the that, zero, cause...
0: it's the zero eight that makes it confusing because yeah, we rarely yeah. say yeah. zero eight. We only say oh eight when we talk about years, like two thousand eight.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, there'll be kids going to the BBL yeah. who weren't born before, who were born after oh <laughs> eight, looking at their back to the future photo and think they're disappearing because they've gone back in time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: Yes, oh, I agree completely. It's, it's bizarre. Yes. It's anyway, on stupid. on that note, we're going to. Mick, do you want to hold? Do you want to give a bit of sizzle? No, for I want the to get. Episode? I want to get it out.
1: I want to get it out of the way because it's getting to the okay, point where we're we are nearly too got... far removed from it. No, okay, you go. Yeah, so yeah. this is
0: a special bumper episode. We've just ticked past the ninety-minute mark. Yeah. But I'll Mick, run. This is my
1: thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's over. You to go, you. girl. It's time for Mick <laughs> on Mick and Jared.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, so um, a couple of weeks ago we had one of our listeners, hello uh, Hustler, ask us about our opinion on the Michael Clark, Jared Waitley little stouch that they had. So as the podcast's um, most level-headed and, um, you know, just really, you know, straight down the middle, no opinion, just facts man, I'm the one who's going to speak about this. So uh, last episode, now excitement to name our test sides. Mine was correct, by the way. Uh, we forgot to touch on the feud, and I use that term pretty fucking loosely between Michael <laughs> Clark and Jared Waitley. <laughs> so just a quick background informa- bit quick background for the un- uninformed. Michael Clark made some comments in the media regarding the current test side, and how they should be more worried about winning instead of being liked by everyone. So uh, Jared Whateley disagreed, and during a segment on his radio program on the uh, Sports Channel in Melbourne, SEN, He didn't infer as a reporter, but he flat out said that the rot that led to Cape Town and Sandpaper Gate could be traced back to the change in attitude brought on by Michael Clark being installed as captain. So, unsurprisingly, Clark had an opinion on this matter and would post a statement via his Twitter that contained more eyes and more mys than a shame-worn commentary statement.
0: <laughs> oh, gee, that's a big call. <laughs>
1: So he raised some reasonable points on team performance and how under his captaincy the team went from being test ranking of 5 to a test ranking of 1 which is impressive but the test rank is also a flawed system but anyway that wasn't what Jared was speaking about Michael Clark also pointed out it was his his opinion that the team played in the same vein as the other top nations of the time in regards to sledging and all that type of thing Um, all I'll say about that is Michael if all your mates are jumping off the roof, would you jump too? So, Clark may have had a few good points in his Twitter rebuttal. If you want to read it, go to his Twitter and fucking read it yourself. But he did sign off, he did sign off with this that said, perhaps if he was talented enough or courageous enough to make it onto a cricket pitch, he would have a better perspective than from behind a microphone. And he called him Gerald instead of Gerard as well. Um, that's just a fancy way of saying, what do you know, mate, you've never played... Uh, and that's the point we you know Jared really struck a nerve with Mr. Clark. So that's basically what's happened. So I'm going to give you my thoughts and my level-headed opinion on this matter. So when it's all said yeah. and done, Jared is right about Michael Clark. The one point Jared raised was during this whole affair is that is the line, which we love to take the piss off here personally. But it didn't exist before Clark was skipper. Mark Taylor never said it. Steve War never said it. Ricky Ponting never said it. And from all reports, the only line the big ship was interested in was the buffet line. <laughs> <laughs> so the line Those is trumpets. the line is purely a Michael Clark invention. Then that then it was continually trotted out by his New South Wales apprentices Smith and Warner. And like we have said in the past. Who the fuck decides where the line is? My line thinks that a father saying his new ba- newborn child is behaving like a cunt is fine. But for other people that might be crossing their personal line. <laughs> the yeah. reality is that the line is a made-up piece of shit excuse, trotted out by a bunch of <laughs> fucking half-wits to condone them acting like fucking assholes. The fact that pretty
2: succinctly put, the fact that the <laughs>
1: The fact that the first comment in Clark's statement specifically points out that the test side went from number one number five to number one also supports what Jared was saying and that is that winning is the most was the most important thing to Clark's side and and that is also a part of what led to Cape Town you had a, you had a side who was desperate to win that they resorted to cheating to try and get it done now the three in question have taken responsibility for their actions but it isn't the longest bow to draw that Clark's leadership style helped shape at least two of those players in Smith and Warner and helped forge them into getting in this position where they would make that decision. It's a long bow, but I'm drawing it because I fucking like it. Another part of the Clark comments during this couple of weeks is that he would rather be respected than liked. That's a fine that it's fine and it's a fair view to have. Personally, I'd rather be feared than liked, because fear is a fucking great motivator. But the issue with this <laughs> But the issue with this being respected stuff is that respect is a two-way street. And I'm not sure Jimmy Anderson felt too respected when you got up in his grill and threatened to break his fucking arm, Michael. And in this arm breaking instance, you weren't even the one doing the breaking yourself. You were handing the job off to one of your cro- to one of your cronies. Hardly respectable behaviour. And on to the second part where you say you don't care about being liked. Well thank fuck for that, because you're one of the most mm. unlikable and insufferable pricks Australian cricket has ever seen. <laughs> You don't even have that old man angry charm of Ian Chappell. <laughs> when it's all said and done, you are just an entitled prick who was earmarked at 12, year old pl- uh, 12 years old to play for Australia and can't understand why 35-year-old blokes who never played higher than D grade don't relate to you. For fuck's sake, you were the bloke who would rather go out to dinner at a flash restaurant than st- sit in the jang- change rooms and smash bulk piss with your teammates after a test win. <laughs> I'd grab you by the throat and pin you against a fucking wall as well. And you have spent your entire life being told that you can have what you want, when you want it, how you want it. Sorry, pup, but that's not how real life works. Whether you want to accept your part, part in it, the reality is, is that you started Warner and Smith down the path that they were on, and whilst you can't be personally held responsible for the outcome, you certainly helped to write the recipe. And that's my thoughts on that.
0: Oh, very Thank you, good. Thank you, Mick. That's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Very good. Glad you did that. Yes, <laughs> me too. All right. Well, that brings us to a wrap a oh, um, <sighs> bumper episode. Just ticking past the hour, uh, <laughs> nearly a hundred minutes or oh, the hundred. Yeah, cow- cow- our, our cow- 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 the hundred. Our English yeah, counterparts yeah. love the hundred. Cowan episode. Just a hundred minutes. Yep. <laughs> ah well we're on all major social media and podcasting platforms you can find us on iTunes SoundCloud Facebook and Twitter at Midoff Cricket on our website midoff com slash home now our next podcast
2: yes yeah, we'll be in a fortnight
0: December the 28th we'll be doing Craig Kringle Craig Kringle <laughs> like the Craig Brathley, yeah, <laughs> and I believe Alex will be doing a live broadcast of the BBL yes. game on that day which is Hobart yep. versus someone I think
2: yeah. yep thunder ding, I think ding 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 mm-hmm. mm. and we'll be in the Arab uh, live yep. yep go no you go oh live out of my living room living ah. room
0: living room living room, <laughs> room I'm not
2: sure what platform we'll be live on though so we'll we'll, we'll social media it out in oh, the coming weeks yeah. mixer
0: m-i-x-i-r are
2: we going on mixer yep. right. oh, on well it's on like mixer line.
0: Yeah. there you go yep Oh, that'll be good. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll
2: all be in the same studio for the first time in about over a year, I reckon.
0: That'll make life easy for a change.
2: Oh, no doubt we'll stuff up the recording. (laughs) (laughs) Not possible. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, on that note, then, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See See you later, Nick. Yeah.